Hi, I'm Ruthie, owner of Defy the Status Quo and your host on the Defiant Business Podcast, your Monday through Friday, 10-minute shot of business knowledge. This morning, the question I want you to consider is what business are you in? That might be a little bit of an odd question, but I don't mean what's your business name. Usually, this question can also be restructured as what industry are you in? And I promise that it's not as easy of a question as it sounds. So today, we're going to be talking about marketing myopia. And so myopia is the term for nearsightedness. So Uh, marketing nearsightedness or business myopia may also be a a good term for this. And the classic example is the railroad industry. And basically, they thought they were in the railroad industry. They thought they were in the industry of, you know, transporting people via trains. But there's the word. That was the key to their downfall for the most part. Most of those companies is that they weren't in the railroad or train industry. They were in the transportation industry. And if they had positioned their businesses as such, then they could have easily invested in other modes of transportation because then they wouldn't have been a train company. They would have been a transportation company. And that wouldn't have been odd at all. So marketing myopia or business myopia also keeps companies, whether you're an individual or you're a small business or a large business, it keeps you from being creative and innovative. Why? Because you're focused on the way that you do things and the way that your competitors do do things. And this is the way that we've always done it. And while you may iterate and make certain ways better, you're not necessarily looking for brand new ways to achieve your goals. Perfect example of this is banks and Amazon. And you're thinking banks and Amazon. Well, so Amazon is positioned in itself to be able to, or already has, positioned itself to be able to provide loans to small businesses. Now, this is obviously fantastic news, potentially, for the small businesses who sell through Amazon. So you see Amazon is further integrating themselves into these small business operations. Not only do they have the marketplace, but they also have the logistics set up to function as a 3PL for these businesses. And now they want to be able to offer small business loans to these companies. Banks haven't necessarily change too much the way that they've done things. And obviously there's a reason why they do things the way they do, but they haven't looked at it the same way uh, as Amazon is looking at it. So I was, I was reading an article on HBR and they were talking about the blade and the razor. So the blade is like your primary business mechanism and the razor is anything that you do to add to your, the effectiveness of your blade. So in this case, banking, they, you know, when they give out loans and they do those sorts of things, that is the bl- one of the blades of their business. For Amazon, however, it is not. It is a razor. And so Amazon doesn't even necessarily have to be perfect at it in order for it to be successful. So another example would be tech companies and Amazon. I know it's, it always comes back to Amazon. And the reason why is because Amazon doesn't have myopia at all, it appears anyway. But you know, the tech companies weren't regarding Amazon as a serious competitor. And yet now we see Amazon competing for one of the biggest uh, tech 
government contracts the United States has ever had is like a $10 billion contract for, you know, for technology focused services and products. And Amazon is, you know, one of just a couple competitors left at this point. And then another one, of course, is logistics companies and Amazon. So, you know, the logistics companies keep saying that Amazon is not a competitor, um, you know, and they that's what they feel like pretending, I guess. But what we're looking at here is, again, Amazon added another razor to make the blade of their business more effective. And that's just serving and, and their industry is customer happiness, customer satisfaction, basically. That's what we see at this point. You can see it in Amazon's publishing, their ownership of Audible, uh, all the ebooks, the Amazon Marketplace. Amazon Prime and them creating all of their content, they're basically in the industry of customer happiness and the rest of these businesses need to catch up. I want to take a quick second to talk about starting your own podcast. I know it's the super fancy thing to do these days, but a lot of podcasts start and then stop because the host underestimated the amount of work involved. Heck, my episodes are only 10 minutes long and it's still a lot of work. So if you're really considering starting a podcast, I really recommend Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, you know, let me take a second to explain it to you. First of all, it's free, which is great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast on your computer and ding, ding, bonus feature right on your phone so you can do on-the-go podcast recordings. Uh, Anchor will distribute your podcasts for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, so many others. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. You've got everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So I really recommend that you download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm and just check it out. Go and get started. So you have to shift your focus to how you can best serve your customer. And the reason why is because like, so when you look at web design, right? Uh, web design is huge, but mobile app design is also big. And businesses that didn't or that wouldn't have considered having a mobile app, you know, just a few years ago, now feel like it's critical to have a mobile app. So if you're a web design company and you only do web design, that may work out for you in the line in the way that being a specialist can work out for you. But if your business is creating portals through which customers and businesses can interact, much like how a website is a way for customers and businesses to interact, then mobile app design would not be a reach at all. So you have to focus on how you can best serve your customer and pair that with an examination of your ideology and values. So you remember we talked about that, about midway through season two, uh, discovering your ideology, your values, and your company's purpose. When you examine your business and any new, th new opportunities through the lens of your ideology and values, new opportunities become apparent and they will present themselves to you as long as you take off your business or marketing blinders. So when you have those blinders off, it allows you to look outside of your business and your industry and see what the possibilities are. So my business is structured around content and right now, that's primarily written, but we're seeing the increase in things like podcasts and video and who knows what's coming next. And I intend on defying the status quo and keeping up. Now, I just want to add a caveat 
to this entire episode just because I brought up Amazon so many times. Amazon causes marketing myopia or business myopia in and of itself just because companies sometimes think, oh, well, I can't compete with Amazon or how do I compete with Amazon? You're not going to be able to compete with them if you're a small business or even a pretty good sized business, you're probably not going to be able to compete with Amazon in terms of things like logistics and, oh, two day and one day, same day shipping. You are probably not going to be able to achieve that without great cost to yourself. So it's not always about that. I was speaking with somebody, a business owner about this particular issue. How do you compete with Amazon? And it's not about competing with them per se, you know, playing on their playing ground. It's about how you can differentiate yourself from Amazon. So I order my tea from Arbor Teas. And this is the example I gave the business owner I was speaking with. I buy my tea from Arbor Teas. They offer me organic and fair trade certified tea. Now, I could find that on Amazon probably. But when I get the package in the mail, all of the packaging is compostable. And I always get a handwritten note just thanking me for my business. And it's always signed. And it makes me feel really good as an individual. I understand, you know, what their mission is and and how their business functions. And that lines up with my values as an individual and as a business myself. That is something that Arbor Tees offers me that Amazon cannot at their size. Because what Arbor Tees does isn't necessarily super scalable, but the fact that it's not automated, that that handwritten note is not automated, you know, a computer didn't do it. That means something to me and makes me feel valued as a customer. So how can you add value to for your customers or make your customers feel valued in ways that Amazon can't? That is how you compete with Amazon. All right. This has been an episode of the Defiant Business Podcast, and I would appreciate it. If you would leave us a review wherever you've listened to this and share uh, and anywhere you share, please tag me defy the status quo biz on Instagram, or you can tag me Ruthie Bowles on LinkedIn, and I'll be happy to discuss with you anything that came to mind while you were listening to this episode. See you next time.